Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. For anyone who loves renovation, wants to save money, and to learn the best tips and tricks of the industry. And now, your host, three times award winner of leading renovation website, House, and over 15 years in the industry, renovating just over 200 properties, James Woodham. Welcome back to the Property Renovation Podcast. This is episode four, and on this episode, I thought it would be a good idea to give you 10 questions that you could ask your contractor that you're just about to hire. The reason why I thought about this is because there's many people out there that want to hire a contractor to do their work, and you um, invite them over, you've given them a series of questions, you feel like you've, you've, um, you've asked them everything that you wanted to ask them, and then they leave, and then you think about other questions that you wish you did ask them. So I've got 10 questions here that I think are the most important questions that you should be asking. And by the end of that, you should have a good uh, assumption as to whether you should hire um, that particular contractor. So I'm just going to mention the 10 questions first, and then I'm going to go back and speak about each one. So number one, how long have you been in business doing this work? Number two, do you work with your own team or hire subcontractors? Number three, do you, um, does your insurance meet the minimum requirement for the work? Number four, what times do you like to, like to start work? Um, number five, how would you be going about protecting my house? Six, can you give me a full specification of work and how long and how you'll be doing um, can you give me a full specification of work and what materials you will be using to do this? Number seven, how long will the work take to do? Number eight, is there anything that I can help um, with that, to keep the work on schedule? Number nine, what are the most likely risk factors on the project and the costs associated with them? And then finally, number 10, do you have everything that you need to be happy with the quote that you've given. So let me just go back to number one. How long have you been in business doing this work? Um, I've spoken to many building companies in the past over many years, and you really shouldn't be hiring anyone that's um, not worked in the industry for more than two years. I've known companies that have worked Um, in the industry from anything between five years and 25 years, sometimes 30 years. Um, And that's a good amount of experience. Um, If someone's renovating your full property, you don't want uh, to be hiring anyone that um, has worked anything less than two years. Um, And by the time, and the reason why I say two years is because by this time, they would have had a lot of experience. They would have been familiar with all the regulations um, and they would have, uh, been on the tools for you know a good amount of time to to uh, achieve a good standard, um, and they would have had a lot of experience in dealing with uh, some mistakes along the way. Um, so yeah, to minimum of two years is is a, is a good idea. Uh, but when you are speaking with the contractor, get them to talk about projects that they've done, and you would be able to tell whether they're passionately talking about it or whether it's just um, another job and uh, you know and because you do want to hire someone that is passionate about um being in the building industry 
because they like to achieve um, what they're doing. They like to build stuff. So you really want to, um, yeah, you you really want to speak to them and see whether you can get the feeling of that they're that they're passionate about their work. Okay, so number two is, uh, do you work with your own team or hire subcontractors? Now, the reason why I've mentioned this is because um, you have got two types of building companies. You have got building companies that are really big, um, that have got a load of staff that they hire all year round and pay a monthly salary, uh, whether there is work or whether there isn't. And then you've got building companies that have people that work for them um, but are not employed by them. They just pay them for each job that they do, and they're called subcontractors. And the reason why that that's a preferred uh, way to go for building companies is because the building industry is seasonal, and they um, are not committed to constantly employing those people and paying them a monthly salary, whether there is work or whether there isn't. So they only have to pay them and only have to hire them when there is work. Um there's a few downsides to that because um, because they are subcontractors, they're, uh, they're self-employed and um, if there was any mistakes on the job, then they could literally walk off and um, if, it was, if it was very serious, they could walk off and um, that's happened in the past to myself when I've had a building company where the subcontractor has walked off site, turned his phone off, I've never seen him again um, and uh, we learned from that in having a building company um, and uh, meant, went through a very serious vetting process after that and uh, ever since that really, um, a few years ago. So um, it's just about, they have their own, they're not liable to anyone. Um, and that's the that's the only thing that you need to consider um, when, when choosing a building company that works with subcontractors. Um, Okay, so number three is, does your insurance meet the minimum requirement for this work and can I have a copy? Um, always ask for a copy of the insurance um, for, the, for the company that's doing work in your house. And um, there is a minimum requirement for any renovation um, that is being worked on, uh, particularly in the UK, which is 5 million public liability and 10 million um, employers li- liability. It's important that you get to see a copy so that you can have a good read and understand whether they are definitely insured um, in doing the work for your house. Um, and if you're in any doubt, then you should be asking them to um, to contact their insurance company and um, get them to clarify the kind of work that they're going to be doing in your house. You don't want to be in a situation where if something happens, they have said that they are totally covered um, and then you go to make a claim on their insurance and find out that they're not, then that you, you could be in a terrible situation there. Um, so <clears throat> get a copy, have a good look through it, and um, ask any questions. Don't be afraid to ask any questions on the, on the, uh, about the insurance as well. Um, one thing about the insurance um, uh, for the building company as well, if, if they're doing any designs for you, um, there is a specific um, insurance for that and that's called professional indemnity insurance. Um, and the reason why um, is because if they design something for you to fit in your home, um, a piece of furniture, and uh, it goes wrong or it's the wrong size, and you've just sp- spent loads of money on that, 
then um, and it was related to the design that was wrong, then um, you can claim on their professional indemnity insurance um, uh, and get the work uh, corrected and redone again. Okay, so number four, what times do you like to start work? Now, um, it's a good good to ask this question because you don't want to be um, in an, in the shower or in your bathrobe making your breakfast and then all of a sudden you get a bang on the door because they're, they're wanting to start at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, most building companies, uh, from my knowledge over the years, have worked uh, started work at eight o'clock in the morning um, and they finish around about four, um, sometimes five, and um, they they would like to work on Saturdays as well sometimes um, and probably start a little bit later, maybe nine o'clock. So um, it's always good to just double check with them what time they're going to be turning up on site so that you can expect them. Maybe you make arrangements with them because you start work and you need to leave um, really early so they need to be there beforehand. So have that question, get it really clear on what time to expect them um, on site. Um um, at your property okay so number five is how will you be going about protecting my house from the work that you'll be doing this is a good question to to ask and um, really get it covered because you um, first of all there is different types of protection um, and you don't want to see uh, someone uh, if, if you've got a really nice wooden floor um, that they're going to be walking through every day to do the work you don't want to see just a simple um, painter's dust sheet going over the top of that where um, it doesn't protect any walk or any tread where there's going to be stones or um, you know bits of rubble that can dent the floor underneath. So you want to make sure that um, you, know, you know what areas that they're going to be protecting, how they're going to protect in it and how... Um, uh, when they're going to be protecting it and how long for. So again, how long they're going to be protecting it for, when they're going to be protecting it, and um, what areas. So um, they may be wanting to seal up some doors uh, because of they're doing some dusty work, but you don't want your doors sealed up all the time if you're living there. So you do want to make sure that uh, you understand how long that you're going to be inconvenienced for in your property um, and what they're going to be uh, using to, to seal the doors up as well. So just, yeah, so just ask a little bit more detail about that. Uh, number six is, can you give me a full specification of work and how long, um, the, can you give me a full specification of work and um, the materials that you'll be using to do that work? Now, a full specification of work is literally an A to Z of, um, in order of what they're going to be doing in, 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 in a bit more detail than just um, this is what we're doing and this is the cost. You want to have it that broken down so you, you actually understand exactly what you're paying for. Um, and then you want to know what materials they're going to be using. The reason why I say that is because there are um, low budget materials and there are um, decent quality materials on, um, on the market. And if you're paying good money, you don't want low low quality materials being installed. And um, if you don't know what those materials are, 
then you're not going to be any the wiser whether they are low budget or whether they're good quality. So you want to be able to um, be given the chance to do your own research on the materials that they're going to be using. So you can go online, you can have a look and you can check it all out and sum, sum that up for yourself and be comfortable. Um, okay, so number seven is how long will the work take to do? Um, you might want to make some arrangements. You might want to go and stay with family. You might want to go on holiday. Um, so you do want to ch just ask them, how long do you think this is, this work is going to take um, to do? And um, ask them to, you know, to if they, if they say six weeks, then um, allow seven because things happen on, on a project. So you do want to be a little bit flexible with that. Um, and if you make any arrangements, then let them know as well that... Uh, you're not going to be around, you're going to be living with family or friends because that's much better um, for a building company. If they know that the house is going to be vacant whilst they're doing the work, it's a much better situation for them. They don't have to um, totally tidy up um, and prepare safely for, for, for when you come home so that they spend more time on doing the actual job in hand. Um, but if you are living in the house, um, you do you do want to be... Um, in a position where you're you're able to live in the house and um, if they're pulling out things like the toilet that you can't use and stuff like that you really want to know how long that toilet's going to be out um, so that you can you, you can just make some plans um, ahead of time okay so number eight is is there anything I can do uh, for you to keep the schedule on time um, maybe they have quoted uh, that they're going to do it in a certain amount of time, but that's reliant on a few things. So you do want to get it really, really clear that uh, if there's anything that you can do to keep it on schedule, um, then uh, then just they should ask you. A couple of things that uh, would help with building companies is keeping the payments on time and keeping the cash flow uh, flowing. So if they are if they are doing a good job and um, uh, they're they, they they're ahead of the schedule or they're on schedule then uh, just make sure that you pay them on time um, within time so that they can pay their staff and continue the job with no queries. Um, obviously, only do that if, if the job is, is going good. Um, before the job starts, you can um, empty the rooms or move furniture out of the way. Um, you don't want to be uh, hiring someone to renovate your kitchen and they have to take out all of the cupboards and all of the cutlery and all of the tins of food and everything else. So, because that can take a whole day to do um, when they could be really getting on the job. Same with your bathroom, you can take everything out, all the shampoos, conditioners, you know, toothbrush, everything else. Um, remove everything and then leave it to, to a shell where they can just rip out everything and start. Okay, so number nine is what are the most likely risk factors um, on the project and what are the likely costs? So um, a couple of things I've got here from experience are updating a fuse board, uh, doing a full rewire of the house, um, a new boiler. These, all of these things can cost um, quite substantially. So fuse board, um, let's just say you've, they're, they're just about to start work. They've not considered um, the fuse board um, and it's out of date. It's not up to current regulations. So you do want to... Um, check if you have you need to replace it. Replacing a, a fuse board can start from five hundred pounds. 
So um, it's quite a lot of money that could be spent somewhere else if you don't need to. So just confirm with the building company whether it's something that they need to be considering. Um, a full rewire of the house. This is where all the old wires of the house are in and they need to change everything to make it um, up to current regulations. That can cost about £3,000. Um, start from £3,000. So it is is very expensive. Um, and again, just make sure that you get all of that checked out first. Um, and if, if it helps, speak to building control, um, get a project manager in that has some more knowledge than the, uh, the contractor and get speak to the electrician directly um, about those those matters so that they you can get real confirmation whether you need to do those changes or not. And again, with a new boiler as well, um, maybe you're having a new bathroom, a new kitchen, and the old boiler is not compatible um, or will not be compatible and you need to consider changing that. A, a, a good boiler these days can cost anything from... Um, three thousand pounds three and a half thousand pounds to be installed so it's a lot of money um that you don't want to be shelling out if you don't have to so just get all of that checked out okay so number 10 final question is do you have all you need to have um to be happy with the quote that you've provided now um if they've given you a quote um and they have based that quote just on coming around and having a look at the project and then taking all of the information from you um, about what you want done. And they've got no drawings, no um, images um, to support the information. Then you could find yourself in a, in a position where the building company can say, uh, well, we didn't discuss that or that's not supposed to be included in the quote or something like that. And you don't want to find yourself in that position. It's best to hire a company that can provide you with some drawings, um, some layouts, some floor plans, some elevations, um, where it actually shows the position of the shower valve, of the, the bath taps, of the basin, of the toilet, you know, all of these kind of things. You want to show the exact position, um, even the layout of the tiles, because you don't it's just about communication and if you can give all of that to the building company and you can say right this is exactly what i need then they have got a more they've got more information to provide more of an accurate quote um and from experience that's the best thing to do give them all of those kind of um drawings and and images so that they can they can make that so they don't have to make any mistakes and um they um then they don't have to repeat the work twice. So it's going to cost you um, less in the long run as well. Um, and that's about it, really. So just to summarise, you've got 10 questions uh, that you can ask a contractor that you're just about to hire. Um, I'll just mention the 10 questions again. How long have you been in business doing this work? Do you work with your own team or hire subcontractors? Does your insurance meet the minimum requirements for this work? And always ask for a copy. Um, number four, what times do you like to start work? Five, how long would you be going? Uh, how would you be going about protecting my house from the work that you'll be doing? Number six, can you give me a full specification of work um, and the materials that you'll be using to do the work? Number seven, how long will the work take to do? Number eight, is there anything that I can do 
that you can do to keep the work on schedule. Number nine, what are the most likely risk factors of the project and the likely costs if they occur? And number 10, do you have all you need to have to be happy with the quote that you've provided? I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, If you did, then make sure you share the podcast on... um, Uh, Make sure you share the podcast in general. Uh, You can go to iTunes or Stitcher and um, or any other podcasting uh, hosting there and um, just uh, share it on social media. That'd be great. Uh, You can also come into our community on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the property renovation podcast. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode and see you on the next one. Thank you very much.